This is Chris Peltz, host of the Blind Grilling Experience, and you're listening to the AT Banter Podcast. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Hey, this is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minot, and joining me today, Mr. Ryan Fleury. Is it? Is it really, though? Is it Rob Minot? It is. Yeah, it is. Sure? I don't know what you're referring to, but uh, we left that we left that in December, sir. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yes, hello, I'm Ryan Fleury. Yes, and uh, hey, look who else it is. It's Miss Liz Malone. Hey, what do you know, Rob Minot? Yeah, I got a ride, huh? <laughs> it's a rhyming show, Rob Minot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, it's all about rhyming because we got great timing. Oh, oh man, nice. well, careful. Careful, people are going to expect us to keep that, that level of quality up. And uh, we can't maintain that. <laughs> Setting well, audience expectations. <laughs> anyway, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Uh, Don't you worry, we got Ryan Flurry. <laughs> wow. uh, my mind is going now yeah that's clearly it's the professional of the group um how are you guys i'm good how are you no i'm good yeah it's good mid, yeah, good. mid yeah. february or sorry no it's not mid february, february. <laughs> <laughs> still mid january man this, i'm telling you this month is flying by I believe it's mid-January already. Apparently, but uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of chaos here in Vancouver. Uh, we've got a, we had a big cold snap uh, uh, last week, and uh, it's, it's caused all kinds of chaos. I'm supposed to get snow tonight, and it's going to be more chaos. Pipes are bursting everywhere across the Lower Mainland because of the, the because of weird cold weather. Because we're not used to it. minus twelve. Like I don't know, generally. A normal temperature for us, I think, in January is like maybe, maybe if we get a real cold snap, it maybe we get down to like minus two or something. But uh, we really can't complain. You know, our neighbors well, we in Alberta complain. minus no, fifty, can, and listen, they were we, having brownouts and rolling power outages, and yeah, but they deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just JK, JK to all our Alberta, JK to all our Alberta listeners. Just kidding. No, but we can still complain because it's our show, and I'll complain for one. You're right. Um, but yeah, no, so minus, yeah, minus 12. That's really unusual for us. So uh, yeah, our buildings are not equipped to handle that type of cold. So yeah, a lot of our, we're having a lot of, uh, of issues uh, with, with burst pipes and such. So, mm. but what are you going to do? The show must go on. Yeah, that's right. We, w- we would have this show even if our, our pipes did burst. Yep. So. It's kind of consummate professionals we are. Indeed. Um, okay. Well, speaking of consummate professionals and getting on with the show, uh, why don't we just do that? All right. So, so Rob. Oh, wait me for me to ask. So, <laughs> Ryan, what are, you me. what are we doing today? <laughs> oh, nice. I like this. I like the change up. <laughs> this, this finally taking some initiative. <gasps> oh. oh, that was low, even for Rob Minot. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, today we are speaking with Amos Miller, who is the CEO and co-founder of Glidance, and he's here to speak to us about a new product they have, or coming out soon, called Glide, a new mobility aid. Welcome to the show, Amos. Thank you very much, Ryan. I'm impressed with your description of what we're doing. So thank you. It's great to be here. It's, uh, um, I think, uh, Rob, as you said, I think we have spoken once uh, quite a while back and excited right. to be back on the show and uh, discuss our new work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we, we have. We, have. we, we kind of go way back. You're, you're, we're in the first, I think, year or two uh, of the podcast. Of course, we were talking to you about something completely different. That was back... 
uh, back in the soundscape days. But uh, I came across Glide, I guess it was last week, and was really intrigued by what you're doing. So maybe why don't we just um, start there? Maybe you can just uh, give a, a bit of an overview of Glide and what it does. So I, I really uh, welcome this to be a lively conversation. Okay, so by all means, uh, we are, I think the four of us are visually impaired and can talk about things as they are and be honest about everything. And so let's let's kind of keep that that nature of nature of the conversation. Absolutely. Um, I as you as you mentioned, I uh, I worked uh, on. Uh, soundscape for many years and I've uh, really enjoyed to see the developments uh, of the product and its use in the blind low vision community um, and one of the things uh, as as people started using that technology uh, I noticed and I think many of us would be uh, aware of is that, that a lot of the amazing technologies that come on board these days are very effective if you are already fairly confident when you're out and about with uh, your cane or your guide dog. Um, but sometimes there are difficulties for people who, especially people who may be losing their sight later in life um, or less confident when they're out and about with the their mobility aids, whatever they are, um, and I started to explore uh, what it would take to bring about a new kind of mobility aid that can very much um, guide people in a, I guess, physically, like actually guide, like a sighted guide or like a robot or like an, uh, a guide dog or, or a cane. Um, and really, that's the origin of of this this work. Um, and I'm happy to uh, sort of give give some more background on on how we we arrived at it. But Glide is what we call a self guided mobility aid. So uh, let me just uh, briefly describe it. This is Glide is the product that we're developing and, and Glidance in in the company. Um, it is an autonomous device that uses uh, AI, AI and robotics. It uses uh, cameras and sensors and so on um, to determine uh, a safe path and guide a person uh, safely on that path, avoiding obstacles, keeping you safe, uh, and so on. And I can go into more details, but the the really the way that it works um, is, and here here I come to describe, uh, and always describing it is a little tricky. So uh, ask and make sure I'm, it's clear. Um, imagine that you've got a handle in one hand, and the handle stretches to the ground. Let's say you're holding it in your right hand. Uh, the handle stretches to the ground about two and a half feet. In front of in front of your right foot and on the ground there are two wheels. Okay, that so the device is resting on its two wheels. The wheels are not tiny; they're fairly sizable, around six inches in diameter. Um, and you um, walk forward, and the moment you start walking forward, the wheel begin the wheels begin to steer autonom automatically. Okay, so if you walked forward uh, and you're on a sidewalk and there's a bench on the sidewalk or a tree, so the wheels will just start to steer you a little bit to the right or to the left, depending on where there's a path, um, avoiding that obstacle and getting you back onto your path. Uh, so uh, there is no... You don't have to sort of hear instructions or feel haptic signals or other things that we love and do uh, with with various technologies that we use. You just get the, the device simply steers the way. So I got to examine um, the picture in one of the articles. So, I mean, I would almost even describe it. it, it yeah, it, it's like a like a 
like a little mini big wheeled car that's very small, kind of attached with a sort of like a, I guess a, a long extended handle. Is that fair to say, Amos? In describing yeah, it? but it's on two wheels. There's no, yes, it's not two four wheels. Wheel, that little car, um, you can call it a. So it's two wheels and a handle that that moves that that stretches from the wheels at forty five degrees to your hand. Some describe it like a vacuum cleaner. It doesn't feel like a vacuum cleaner, but it's like, uh, a, like yeah, like one of those stick vacuum cleaners. I I, I think that's ex that's that's super accurate. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I'm what I what I was wondering about it is that you know as a as a cane user we use the sweeping motion, um, and it sort of accommodates for you know the you know a, a certain radius depending on how wide we sweep um, of objects that are in front of us. So I'm curious for the for the glide, how much space does it account for so let's say example like if you if you use your cane in your left hand like how much does it accommodate to steer you around to the right of it or to the left of it does it do you does it adjust based on whether you use it on the left or the right and does it accommodate to make sure it it takes you around objects enough so that you know maybe it clears it but then you don't want to obviously fall over because it, it would be kind of hard to walk directly behind it sometimes right yeah, no, it's it's a great question. So, just I'll, I'll just throw in a few uh, kind of insights into into that uh, that question. Um, first of all, I we decided to name it Glide and not name it a smart cane or a robot guide dog or one of those other sort of because we do. I do think that it's a it's a it's quite a different kind of mobility aid. It doesn't really work like a cane. Like you're not sweeping, yeah. You actually, honestly, you you, you feel you feel through the wheels and through the handle. You do feel the texture and the environment of the environment probably more than you would with a guide dog. So it, it's a it's a it's a different mobility aid, and that's why. Uh, we we brought forward a different term to to give it a, to name it, and we can talk about why we call it Glide. You might you might guess yourselves. Um, and to uh, to address your question, yes. So Glide has low to the ground sensors, and it uh, the goal and and some of the things are still in development. Okay, so what. You know, a general disclaimer that anything I say here in this discussion may change and likely will, okay, before it gets to market, and we can talk about that. But at least in our current prototypes, um, we have sensors low to the ground that look uh, for near-range obstacles and also for dropped curbs and so forth. Um, and it, the, the device accounts for where the person is simply by telling it which hand you're holding it at in um, and so when it takes the turns it doesn't only consider where it passes it also considers where the person will get through the gap a lot much like a guide dog would do so so is uh, there a specific field of view that the camera is looking at Oh, the cam. So we have cameras and other sensors. So near range sensors. The camera is actually um, at, at the on the handle level. So the camera has a wide view of and quite a long distant view of the of what's in front of it. And the sensors at the bottom uh, of the device are looking at the short range. Uh, obstacles a number of meters at this, at this distance. Uh, so, so the device on the whole has a pretty good view of the environment that it is trying to navigate you through. Um, and we can talk a little bit more later on about how you can actually not only avoid obstacles uh, and so on, but act actually steer it or get it to take you to destinations. So it's it's more than an obstacle device. So one of the big hurdles that we using canes or guide dogs face is the unseen obstacle, the tree branch above us. Does it do any detecting above 
the head above the cane tip or sorry the handle yeah we we do have uh one of the sensors pointing upwards from the handle to detect uh overhead obstacles and does it automatically break or sound an alarm to get you to stop no it steers you around it it steers you around it so you won't know that it's there so it treats it like any other obstacle right can okay. and, and if i could just ask a follow-up question just on that so when it's steering around an object um what is it what what is the intention for it to do let's say if you're in a narrow sidewalk so okay this, these are you're touching on all the interesting aspects so first, you, you got you got real cane users here so we that's why we know <laughs> yeah no this is this is good this is good um so firstly um glide first of all it's not, the wheels are not motorized okay so you are actually nudging it forward and walking. So the the wheels are freewheeling. It's not pulling you around. Um, so it's actually a, a very, uh, like the agency, the control remains with you as the user at all times. The device will never push, pull you into, into a situation or reverse right. you and push you back. Yeah. Now, that means that... Um, if the device, so you 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 are walking at your own speed. If the device can see that it's going to get narrow, um, and it may recommend that you slow down, it can signal to you to slow down through the handle. That just basically to indicate to you and with a haptic signal on the handle that it's going to get narrow. So slow down and get behind me. A bit like a, a sighted guide would move mm -hmm. their elbow behind them, right? Um, so it can the device. A lot of the design that we've been working on is is how the device communicates with the user and how the user communicates with the device. And that so that's one example is a, a, a haptic tap on the handle tells you slow down. It's getting narrow or slow down. I'm going to stop. Yeah, let's say when you approach a curb or a door. Um, again, you don't. We, the device actually has has brakes, so it can will apply the brakes when it get when you need to stop but it'll signal to you you know a second and a half or so before it does so uh that it's that you need to slow down because we're about to stop so in that scenario then it, it almost sounds like you would still want to have maybe at least an id cane so that you could sweep around the front of the unit to actually see what's there because it indicated you to stop but if you don't have a cane with you to feel around and find out why it's telling you to stop, you're gonna like it's it's not a cane itself, so you still kind of need a, a cane of some sort to detect why it's asking you to stop. That's a fair comment, and um, I, I, you know what we are going to be starting. We we have done some user studies already, and we'll continue to do so. And I, I don't think that's an uh, I, I I like the thinking. Um, and it's definitely something that uh, we may find that we uh, need, need to cater, cater for specifically. Um, right. You know, maybe we'll have uh, even a place to, to snap a symbolic cane onto the device. Sure. Yeah. Or we also have a camera, and you know, we may get to a point that the device can tell you why it stopped, right? right. It can say we stop because the step, there's steps going down, or we stop because there's a down curve, or we stop because you're, you know, we're approaching a door and we stopped at the door. So, it, like, there is there is stuff we can do. I'm not saying that it's all going to be done uh, straight away, but there's a lot. Oh, of for sure. Yeah. All, all of a sudden, your phone rings, and it's someone from Be My Eyes. <laughs> well, that's just it, right? All of a sudden, yeah, like, yeah. if it stops and you're at yeah, the top of a stairwell and you're not sure why, you're going to need something to actually feel around and see if there is a stair. Well, I think that that's the other interesting thing about about AI and, and the incorporation of AI into mm -hmm. the device is yeah. that, as we know, as, as we're all well aware, AI is just getting better and better and better. And so, you know, there's nothing to be said that, you know, heck, within even within the next six months, something like obstacle recognition or... Um, you know, the ability of AI to, to analyze in, input that it's getting from the camera, you, we might find that it can get incredibly specific and it could actually say, yeah, uh, this is a, you're up, you're, you're, you're coming up to a pothole or you're coming up to a curb or you're coming up to, you know, stairs. 
that could very well easily be within the realm of possibility in, in very short order. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think, um, and here we've got a device that's already got its camera facing forward. Um, like you don't have to hold the phone or pull it out in specific situations. And, and uh, I'm excited to see what we would be able to do with that. With that. Hold on. So I'm just thinking, if it's got a camera in the front, like you say, does it have Bluetooth? Can we pair it with our phone and call Be My Eyes and they can look at the camera on the device? You can probably imagine that that's something that we're exploring. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah, call Be My Eyes and then they're that's looking a, through yeah, your glide like, at what's in front of you. Yeah, I figured that, yeah, like, it, like they, they would be like, okay. Or, or Ira. Or, or, or could be like that. What's that? Um, that service with that they have with the cars when the car stops moving or they detect an accident. Oh right, uh, OnStar. OnStar. All of a sudden, right. the phone rings. Um, uh, this is blind on OnStar. Ryan, we noticed that you just stopped moving in this intersection, and we want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> and, and why not? Right? I sure. Mean, that would be amazing. Yeah, we have this kind of device and we've got it with us and we're using it, then then bring it on, right? Let's uh, yeah. let's let's take care of these capabilities. I would pay a monthly fee for a blind OnStar so that if they detected a, 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 a you know a bad situation. A non-moving list Malone. Like somebody uh, calls. Liz, we we noticed that you're still at the bar. Did you make? Are you able to find your way home? You know, <laughs> find the bath. Can you yeah. find the bathroom? Oh God, that's so important. Well, you notice you haven't broken the seal. You have to find the bathroom. Yeah. Right. So maybe just you know some of the things that we are definitely exploring right now, and like again, everything that I say can change because some of it is definitely still in R and D. But we have the camera, we can detect doors, we can detect elevators, right? So if you get out of a vehicle and looking for the door, that shouldn't be a difficult scenario. We've got that working in the lab. You know, it shouldn't, shouldn't be a difficult scenario to spot that Glide de detects that door, target locks and steers you there. Um, same for escalators, where to get onto the escalators, all of these things, you know, once we have these, this basic capability of um, a device that can see everything in front of it and, and, and steer and, and select a good path to take you on, then we can start to look at these kind of uh, applications. Well, and like your website says, you know, talking about indoor navigation and, you know, outdoor navigation, if you're going to a route on a regular basis, let's say outdoors, at some point, you know, you might be able to bring up your Google Maps, start your walk and, you know, get to your destination without having to worry about the obstacles along the way. Or indoor navigation like airports, hotels, you know, it can get you to your gate number, you know, without you going through the cafeteria or, you know, heading to, I don't know, Taiwan or yeah, something. Yeah, that's so, the goal. That's yeah. the goal. Um, and and I, I think it's important. So, so there's, you know, lots that we can do and lots that we, um, you know, that we will be looking to to reveal over time and, and advance the device with. You know, one of the things that I think is important uh, and, and is some, some in, in many ways a design goal uh, in our work is going back to the, the point I made earlier on about people who who are, may not be as confident as us getting around. Yeah. Um, and how how do you empower somebody who's who recently lost their sight? Um, they may be still at home, you know, they may be at home, maybe in the, in the, the later in life, maybe 50, 60. Uh, family members starts to provide them assistance. And over time, we can see that they they don't necessarily go and get the training that they need or they get a little bit of training, but they still fully rely on, on a family member to take them everywhere. What, what, how can a device like this help them to at least start, start their own mobility journey, right? Get around, get around the, their, their block, right? Go to the local store. Uh, we can. We're looking at ways that you can 
train the device on a specific route and that the device can repeat can, can take you on that route so that just so that people can get back on their feet right get maybe in in a in a building in your office if you if you moved from one building to another or you change job you need to quickly pick up your new routes that the device can be trained on those routes and you can have some guidance on on you know from the your your let's say from your the, the front door of the building to your new office to the kitchen where you're going to get make coffee the bathroom so that the key routes that, that, so that you can get back on your feet quickly so I, th I think a lot of you know these are kind of uh, use cases and goals that we have in mind um, yeah but, yeah yeah and so i think you're also on the west coast are you not i am yes yeah. i'm in seattle right so your weather is very similar to ours here in vancouver it can be misty foggy rainy snowy how is the device handling that sort of climate shifts without fogging up cameras and you know affecting sensors is is it waterproof rainproof snowproof uh i would say waterproof for sure yeah uh or it it, it will be by the time it uh, it ships I would right. say, i wouldn't say the prototypes are waterproof right um and I think we'll need to we'll need to understand that. I mean, some of the sensors will manage just fine uh, in, in in changes of, of 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 weather. I mean, we're using different uh, different kinds of sensors that work in 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 a variety of uh, lighting conditions and uh, weather conditions and indoor outdoor reflective surfaces. You know, there's right. a lot a lot that the device needs to be able to deal with. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, uh, I mean, I'll answer with the goal, right? I mean, for Glide mm. EA primary mobility aid, it will have to handle a variety of conditions. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make claims at this stage that, you know, it, it will take you through a, 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 a sidewalk that's covered in snow. You know, right. that, yeah. that may be something that will say, okay. Probably not at this stage. Sure, but, uh, but we have to start somewhere, right? Sure, but I mean, that, you'd run into that problem with with just a cane as well. Like, yeah, you know, snow, snow on the sidewalk is going to be a problem for yeah. for anything, aside from maybe you know a guide dog itself. You know, unless you maybe maybe you can put like a I don't know like a snow plow attachment on the front of it, <laughs> <laughs> a heater so it melts the snow as you're going yeah, forward. I, mean, I don't know. But, I mean, snow snow is just a problem all around yeah that's right yeah no i mean these but these are definitely these are definitely challenges but i i i think it's always important to go back um to basics and and understand and make sure that we i mean it it we do need to build a, a device that is uh that can be used as a primary mobility aid in, in a variety of settings that can fold and easily you can get easily get into a car a device that you can uh, control and, and steer and uh, and set destinations and so on so but ultimately we you know we have to get get the basics going we have to get the um, people starting to use the device in different settings and really understand how you know where, where the priorities are from a product development perspective what has the feedback been from the community like have you guys shown it to acbs and nfbs and, and been talking to those in the community because there there might be some pushback due to you know the white cane and guide dogs you know what what has the reaction been yeah, no, I and I, I am I am very familiar with that, as you can imagine. I'll say, you know, first of all, we have had the device used and tested by over fifty blind people so far. Okay, um, quite a few people that I deliberately looked for people, for example, who are on the waiting list for orientation and mobility training, so people who don't have well-established uh, orientation and mobility skills mm -hmm. and i'll tell you and i don't know if you'll find it surprising <laughs> but people 
love it. Yeah. Okay. They pick up the device within 10 seconds. They know how to use it and they start walking. Hmm. And it stares away. And they, the reason we, we use, we call it glide and we've kind of coined that term in a, a few conferences that we were at is like when somebody picks it up and they, they start walking a little tentative and maybe they don't follow <laughs> the device properly and so on. But the moment they, they get it, they, they kind of say, now the, now you're gliding. Right. right. Because you kind of, all of a sudden, you're starting to pick up your pace, to pick your pace, and uh, you get, you know, b body, stand up, comfort, walk confidently, and, and, and you're walking like you're, like you're gliding. So, so the, the users that have tried it um, have given tremendous uh, feedback to the, to the point that I've had to, like, people... Uh, people who have, like, we went to the Blinded Veterans Association uh, conference in the summer. And, you know, people asked, uh, you know, when is it going to be available? And should they go and get training with their next guide dog? And I said, of course you should. Like, uh, like this is, this is the, the device is still in development. And in no way am I suggesting that um, Glide is a replacement to the guide dog or replacement to the cane. Okay, right. I'm talking about, and I keep going back to that point. There are a lot of people who are not using canes or guide dogs today. The great yeah. majority don't. If you look at the NFB stats, somewhere between two and eight percent of the blind and low vision people of the world, uh, like in the United States, use a cane. Th these are, yeah, there is a mm -hmm. need for for different solutions. So I. Right. I completely, um, I, I, I don't in any way challenge the need for the cane or of the cane and the, the, the wonders that the cane provides and the, and the gold standard that I think, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a guide dog user and I've always used the guide dog. So I don't in any way challenge that. But listen, in how many guide dogs are there in the US? 10,000? <laughs> How yeah. many people were blind? Seven million? Like mm. it's, it's completely out of, yeah. yeah. There just needs to be another option here. Sorry, right. you're getting me onto my soapbox a little bit. That's exactly that what I want, Amos. That's exactly what I want. Thank you for being so open and candid. And that's, you know, and, and yeah, like I said, we are all members of the community here. I, I, I have retinitis pigmentosa and lost my sight in my 20s. Um, and you know, I've like, like, like all of you, you know, we, we, we know what, what's available and what we can do. And we always uh, are eager to move, move things forward. And I think we just have to be realistic about things. And right. Yeah. When I was looking at the, at the device and I'm thinking of someplace like New York city where I used to live and a lot of, a lot of people who are blind, low vision move to cities where they have tremendous uh, public transportation systems just for mobility since most, if not all, you know, aren't able to drive anymore. And so with a lot of, with a city where there's so much foot traffic, a lot of curbs, a lot of steps like going up and down to in, into the subway system, is this device when you hit, hit steps, is, is it something where you can just lift it is it lightweight enough? You can just lift it by the handle and then you can go up and down stairs or because uh, it's hard to tell if that device is heavy or not. Or do you yeah, it's, hold it's, it every single it's time? It's fairly light. It's fairly light. It's a uh, our target weight is around five to, to six pounds at most. So you can pick it up by the by the handle and, and pick it up easily. Yeah. Well, I could. I don't know if Rob could, though. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 it's a good point. I mean, again, I think I th you have to think about it. This that when when we explore this kind of technology and how do how do we bring uh, the power of of robotics and AI hmm. and cap uh, and the the physical device. And the opportunity that a physical device can bring to navigation, right? Because we 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 are all familiar with the different apps and wearables that we have. So this is different, right? Yeah. And when we bring those capabilities, and we really want to explore 
and and apply those technologies to to help us uh, uh, help us move around more confidently. You know, our, what what we made a decision fairly early on that we want to keep the device mechanically as simple as possible. Um, could we go down the humanoid robot? Sure, but then you'd have to pay a hundred thousand dollars for it, and you'd have to carry it around with you everywhere you go, right? Like it's not a realistic solution. It's not a practical solution. Nor nor is this the spot guide the spot dog, right? They are seventy five thousand dollars. They they weigh who know who knows how much, right? So the fact that um, so with Glide we really aim. Uh, to 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 get to a, a device that is mechanically very very simple, still very functional, very capable, uh, and we can really start to explore the different uh, usage scenarios that people would 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 use it in and how it works. And you know, over time, if uh, if uh, we start to build momentum and adoption, we can look at other other form factors. Maybe a form factor that can walk, you know, that can handle steps more easily or a form factor that deals with more complicated terrain environments uh we'll see we'll see where it goes right like that you could add on your uh, your rugged wheels like your your off-road yeah. wheels to it off-road wheels sure. exactly yeah. and why not totally. exactly but you may not want those in your office or in your you know, <laughs> right in the shopping mall right so yeah, so we yeah. have to we have to be uh be practical and realistic here with what what we yeah, you, got, you need your hiking wheels and then you need your evening wheels and your <laughs> you can yeah why don't dress it all up right your well, beach wheels i mean come on i tried the bling yeah you can add bling 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 evening out <laughs> rhinestone encrusted wheels for so guys i, I want to hear your thoughts so when you're hearing, I mean, you you hear my my passion for it and the reasons that we uh, that we've uh, taken uh, taken the plunge to to the, and really um, take take it very seriously to to bring about a device like this to the community. What what are your reactions to something like that? What are your concerns? Um, where do you think the opportunities are? You know, I think with a, a device or a product like this, I, I, I'm of two minds. I think it's exciting. I think it's great. It's fantastic. Timing, I think, will be everything because, you know, we know electronic sensors, supply chain issues, the come and go. And if somebody's device breaks down, well, now they're back to their cane or their dog again, right? So... Repair is, yeah, repair is going to be a huge issue and being able to get local repair for, you know, if possible, instead of having to ship it away somewhere. Um, and then I think, again, you know, pushback from the community, just kind of what that might look like. But I think it's, it's about time there was something a little bit more innovative. Um, and this might be it. In a way, and we just talked about this actually uh, a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, it heartens me whenever I hear um, people taking what is sort of a, a technology that, that's out there. So in this case, robotics and AI and trying to build something with that, utilize that to make something really impactful in terms of an, a new assistive technology or in this case, a new mobility aid. So I, I, I love this idea. Um, and but I think that the, the important distinction here, because, you know, we've, we've been talking with with a lot of um, you know, manufacturers and of assistive technology for many, many years. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of the times the mistake that is made is that they're trying to make replacements for uh, canes. So, for example, you know, I remember talking, we've talked to smart cane developers, right, that, you know, are no longer around because, you know, the, the, the products was, were just not embraced by the community and they weren't practical at all but but they all touted this idea of that they were going to replace the mobility cane or they were going to replace guide dogs and so it, it heartens me too to hear that you're not talking about that you're not talking about this thing replacing either of those you're talking about developing something new that's kind of in the middle and that might be um, useful in a specific use case scenario because i think that you're absolutely right there is a there is a real need um 
for those types of people that do maybe lose their vision later in life and they haven't been doing orientational mobility you know since that since they were six and they have all of these um you know skills but they still need to get to the grocery store they still need to go out into the world and do things and they may be caught in this um you know sort of limbo where their their orientation mobility skills aren't quite strong enough yet they they don't have a guide dog maybe they won't get a guide dog they don't know and so they're they're kind of stuck in limbo so having a device like this that they could have in their toolbox as well as the mobility cane i mean i think that that's that's a really a really powerful innovation again i think price will be very important as well price and, and service service is going to be a really big issue as well yeah i mean i mean this early stage amos what what do you hope I'll say hope that something like this would would cost to the consumer. We're targeting um, um so first of all th thanks for the comments. Uh, on the pricing we are targeting what I would say a mid-range phone subscription type cost. So say like we're shooting for five hundred dollars for the device you get some basic capability if you want more complex ai capabilities at different times when you're traveling and you're going places and we need to draw lots of capability from the cloud you'll have to pay a subscription for that but um really that's the that's the the range so it's not a five thousand dollar device but it's also not a, a one hundred dollar device the, the goal is that it becomes something that uh, you use, that, you, that we use on a regular basis. I mean, uh, I would expect, and at least, uh, again, feedback is welcome, but I think that those are the kind of uh, yeah. costs that um, if, it's, if it's very, if it's really useful and it's something that enables you to do uh, more in your life, then I, I would hope that people would be able to withstand that. And, um, of course, mm -hmm. that's the, the other... You know, working with the federal and state government and and so on to make sure that there is a other kind of cover. Right. right. Well, I mean, five hundred dollars for a piece of assistive technology. Honestly, that's that's not expensive. No. <laughs> now, when you compare it against you know electronic braille devices or you know all, all of these things, you know, they, they, those all range in you know the thousands of dollars. So. Well, it's I mean it's 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 definitely affordable at, for a device, but if it's like but if you still have to have a subscription on top of that for even the basic things, I mean it all adds it all adds up. I mean you know, so but I like that I like that model where you know you're kind of spreading out the costs mm -hmm. from I mean, right. what it sounds like, and then yeah, and we've also thought about maybe leasing. Uh, you know, a leasing arrangement where, in that way, you could you could get your service and and repairs and everything sort of part or 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 even an upgrade as part of that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. That that's the cost range. Now, is for some right. people that's people prefer an outright purchase and others. So we'll we'll see. We're not quite there yet. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like I like the sound of of the device. I think it I think it sounds very. It's the, it seems like it kind of combines a lot of the functionality that we've heard from other about other devices into into one. I think that as you were saying and, we, and what Ryan was saying is that I, the early cane users I think would be great adopters for this sort of technology. I feel though that for people who are a little more active and brave would want more from it. Like I'm already that's why I'm thinking about you know. Is this only going to be limited to this? Because then for someone like me, it might seem limiting where I would say, well, no, I think a guide dog would actually allow me to, to do more if, um, you know, if, if this device only does X, Y, and Z. But it sounds like that you're able to add on a lot of other functionality as yeah, on. like on their website, they talk about, you know, maybe partnering with, you know, Target, for example. And if it can learn a route to get you to the, you know, ravioli aisle every time you go to Target, then that's all you need, right? You, well, that's you get, very you, convenient for Target. <laughs> right. But you could get other stores, malls adopting the platform and yeah. having indoor you know navigation, what? right? And, and mapping your own routes so you could get to where you wanted to go instead of, have yeah. trying to find somebody to ask, where's this, where's this? 
if you could actually, if you could do that and not have any sort of um, any uh, non-competes, that's, that's the other issue sometimes. So it's either you got to partner with one of the major navigation platforms, but not with the individual retailers, because then, then you start to look for exclusivity and things like that. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, listen, I think all of it is, is very interesting and promising. Yeah. Well, and especially if you pay, if you if you pair the the idea that there's a, and I'm sorry, Amos, we you realize you're still here. We're kind of just talking. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm listening for everything, and I'll, I'll definitely. Um, I mean, thank you it, for it, recording this because I will be taking yes. a lot of this to the team and uh, make get, get it as an input. So I appreciate. That's that. great. Yeah, but I mean, so the fact that you know this has a camera and it has AI. I mean, right there, those are two very powerful things that are all that are continually evolving and getting better. And so, like, if you think about it. You know, if you if you have the ability that that the AI can take take what's coming in from the camera and it can identify things like bathroom signs or whatever. I mean, you could get to the point where you could just have your glide. You're in a pub or whatever. And you could be like, take me to the bathroom, and it boom, it it can actually you know guide you right to the bathroom. You don't have to, you know, you're not talking That's to your guide dog. dog. Unless you know, somebody's hacked it and takes somebody. you to the woman's bathroom. Oh, stop it. Hacking <laughs> <laughs> into your glide. They're it's, gonna be... got a, it's probably going to have a SIM card or cellular or something in there to connect to I'm it to do updates and hacking. stuff. So. <laughs> Some Russian hacker that's going to screw with Liz and, and guide her to the men's washroom instead. Oh, oh, maybe. Yeah, Ryan, yeah, that's the goal. I mean, the... mm-hmm. Rome wasn't built in a day, but, you know. Like, like one of the things that we will have earlier on is, you know, if you know the way, so so you can actually steer the device. You can turn, so you can steer with, with where you want to turn left and right, and it will only take the turn when it's safe to do so. So a little bit like when you uh, tap along a short, when you shoreline a corridor and you're looking for the turn left or right. Mm-hmm. So you know th- those capabilities will 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 be there out of the gate. Um, the ability to detect uh, the, the doors, uh, destinations, read, uh, and uh, yeah, definitely, we'll see where we get to with uh, with voice input and making a request to say, like you said, you know, find the door or find the bathroom, take me to there, take me to there. I mean, that th- those are all all possible uh, scenarios. We'll just see. Uh, just don't put Siri in it. Use some other smart assistant. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, you, 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 but, yeah, you you laugh. I I I, I um again in a, in a in a a little bit of a uh, self-inflicted uh, pain. <laughs> the, 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 we we kind of taken the approach that we are doing a device that is independent of the phone, so that we can have more control over these things. Right. Because because yeah. if you do something on iOS, you can only do what iOS lets you do. Right, yeah. and I've learned that the hard way uh, on Soundscape. You can right. only do what iOS right. lets you do. Right, right. Um, and uh, so, so here we have our own microphone, our own our own compute device, our own uh, sensors. Um, so we we get some of that flexibility, and you don't have to wear it. It's running <laughs> weird. Yeah, it has a bit of weight. So be it. Right. Yeah. It's almost like a uh, like a like a self-guiding Roomba thing. <laughs> what? Hey, listen, there you go. Well, that's we have to that's do another idea. The, yeah. And it also can I then say vacuum my house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amos, oh my God, the the possibilities are endless. Great. It'll guide you exactly. in your exactly, house. Exactly. Yeah. A little vacuum feature at the bottom. Just. Amos well, is like, oh God, tell her to shut up. <laughs> he's making notes. He's madly making notes. I'm not. You, it's all recorded. It is recorded. <laughs> what was your What was your time frame to release this, or more broadly, anyway? We'll We'll see. Uh, we We are going to be at CSUN. So mm-hmm. if anybody is going to be at CSUN, will uh, that will be an opportunity to for people right. to get their hands on 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 an advanced prototype and get feedback. Um, and we are looking to do a beta, a limited beta in the summer. Uh, and based on that, we will uh, have a better clarity on how close we are to to a ship to a ship date. 
but I would say that I mean we are we are we do we are going to be opening like a, a pre-order program on our on our website, uh, and we do have plans to work with and engage uh, the community and um, and have devices in people's uh, homes so that we can really start getting day-to-day -day use uh, feedback and making sure that we we that the first version of the device is gonna hit the mark for people. So uh, yeah, I mean we have to Charlotte, North Carolina. I'll take one. I'll beat the <laughs> hell out of you. Are you in South Carolina? I'm in North Carolina, Charlotte. North Carolina. Right. Okay. But I'm warning you. I'll give it a beating. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Who I'm not. Wins. A, I'm not, I'm not um, gentle. Yo, you're going to need that four by four version because you don't have sidewalks there. This, this thing is going to get some greenway action. Friend Tim Spalding is in North Carolina. I don't know if you know him in Charlotte. Yeah, we we definitely um, want to make sure. We do actually, we're starting a, a regular um, monthly uh, Zoom calls for people who register and are interested uh, to, to sort of be part and in, be involved in the development. Um, those going to start actually. The first one is on the twenty fourth uh, of January. I'm happy to to send send the link for anybody who wants to register, and then we'll we'll continue from there. If people are interested in keeping an eye on on um, Glide, see what you guys are up to. Where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, I mean Glidance Glidance .io. Don't go to Glidance.com, kid. You'll end up in somebody's. Uh, consulting uh, company in India. <laughs> um, so so glidance.io uh, is the is the place uh, you can you can register either register if you're interested in in our pre-order program and we can reach out to you when uh, when we open that program. Right. Just register for more information and we'll definitely keep you keep you informed. Um, I always look for in one-on-one -on -one conversations so if you if you're willing to and interested um i very much appreciate the opportunity to sort of uh talk with people about their own situation and uh, in ways that um uh, situations that that, uh, that glide could be uh, of use in the in in people's lives so yeah glidance.io is the, is the place perfect and we will make sure that we include that in the show notes as well to make it that much easier for people to uh, check you guys out. Guys, I, I again, I, I just want to say again, I appreciate you reaching out. This is uh, definitely, you know, I, I love tech. I love new ideas, but I also think that um, there is a, a real, real need here. And yeah. the, the combination of the two is what uh, is the reason I decided to take the plunge and start a new company to to address this we have a lot of people who want to help out some really really uh, smart ai and robotics people that have joined the team um to help make this happen and i'm i'm excited that we are finally able to to explore this uh, this space and, and bring a new mobility aid yeah, absolutely. For sure. And listen, uh, anytime, you know, come back anytime uh, and talk about any further developments when you're getting further into the beta program, feel free, like reach out. Well, we're happy to have you on and and uh, and promote the, the program. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Oh, um, no. So what do you So, yeah, I, I'm I don't know. After that, I, I'm kind of excited about this. I think he, I think he's he's on something here. Well, and I think he's right. You know, it's not a replacement for the cane or the dog. And I don't really even necessarily think it's it's not for the experienced blind person. Maybe right? not. Although I, I, I'm not saying they couldn't use it. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like you said, there's well, like myself, I, I here since I moved to Vancouver, I don't travel independently. Mm -hmm. And so something like this might help me build up my confidence again yeah. to get back out there and then transition back fully to the cane. You know, when I lived in the interior of BC and I had a dog and, and could use my cane to get around, there was a freedom and a confidence in being able to travel independently. Mm -hmm. So I can see this bringing that back. 
Sure, for sure. And I mean, yeah. I love it. I love the idea of like coming up with a new category because you think about it, like for how many hundred, you know, whatever, a hundred years, all, we, all we've had is the mobility canes and the guide dogs. That's it. Nobody's thought outside the box of coming up with something in the middle, you know, because this is what this is. It's kind of in the middle between just a mobility cane and a guide dog. I love these. I love innovative people. Yep, for sure. I, yeah. and, you know, but really, I, I think this also comes back to it just depends on how the community embraces it and what that price point is going to be like for them. Um, and if you and, take and it the on use the case scenarios. and if it'll fit under your seat or in the overhead luggage. But, but you know, but the, yeah. well, maybe, I mean, I don't know, who knows? But I mean, I, I think that the exciting part about this is it's all built on technology that's, that's continually evolving and it's evolving mm-hmm. at a very fast pace. They, I mean, robotics and AI, these are things that, that, you know, every six months we're seeing a, a big leap in what, what can be done. And I think that getting in on the ground floor of that technology with a device is really exciting and is is what we need we need some innovation we need somebody thinking about how to how to leverage those technologies into things like assistive technology so i think that the work they're doing is actually really important this isn't just you know a case of of you know a bunch of sighted you know engineering students who you know are strapping a bunch of stuff onto a cane and calling it a smart cane and being like this is or or haptic shoes or something like there's been a lot of like sort of wingnut ideas out there that that people have tried in the past but i don't think that this is one of them I still think that the idea that we had uh, a few weeks ago about uh, a- building an AI cowbell is probably a good idea. That's what we need. Just an AI cowbell that will hit itself whenever it detects a ball. <laughs> it just needs, this show needs improving. Just need yeah. a soundboard. No, no, we need something that's self-aware that knows <laughs> that we still have to hit the soundboard. I mean, we, want to, we, have, we have to remove our agency completely oh, i see just let it run the show so it just hears a lull and that's right <laughs> that's right <laughs> anyways well that was fun that was good that was good to good to talk to, to amos again that was cool brought back all those soundscape memories indeed which you know that was a, that's a whole nother conversation i was tempted to bring that up too but i didn't want to kind of steal the thunder but i'm fast i'd be fascinated to hear about soundscape Oh, it's, all, it's it's gone. how that all played out. Oh, I know. But I'm just yeah. When I hear all the gossip, when I hear all the inside scoop, uh, he wouldn't tell you anything. Yeah, he probably, probably still under NDAs with Microsoft. Yeah, probably. Man, that's ballsy. Leaving, leaving Microsoft, <laughs> you'd have to drag me kicking and screaming away from Microsoft. Well, I don't know. It's hard <laughs> to say what the environment's like. Cheers. If you're in the Xbox department, I can see you just trying no, to drag you there. But kidding, I'd be, I'd, I'd work for jan- as a janitor at Microsoft. You'd probably get <laughs> get access to all the basketball courts and the racquetball courts. That's true. All the all the land you parties, and drink. And you'd probably still get paid like you know seventy five dollars an hour. You don't make seventy five dollars an hour now. No, afraid oh. not. Hmm. Afraid not. Close. Sucks to be you. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, Mister. <laughs> I'm like uh, Ryan Von Moneybag. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying a word. Yeah, that's right. Bird, bird, bird. Bird is the yeah. word. Bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. Hey there. You go with the rhyme. That's right. It was rhyme time. It's contagious. I can't ride with Contagious. How dare yeah, really? you? Yeah, really. We just set him up for failure. It's truly outrageous. Oh, there oh. you go. Oh, wow. Okay, that's good. Idea. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to about do Sorry. it for us this week. Yeah, that is. No, we haven't even done this. We haven't even done what? our promos yet. Hey. Oh. Well, here we go. Hey, Liz. Uh, Hey, Rob. Where can people find us? Uh, our website's the bomb, and it's at atbanter.com. God, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> what, what else, Ryan? <laughs> I can't follow that. I know. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Mastodon. <laughs> 
and email us, cowbell at atbanter.com. See, the AI, the AI cowbell can help <laughs> He's struggling, hit it. But he lacks in rhyme. He makes up for it in cowbell. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, they can. What, did you already do the, 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 the email? Yeah, I did it all. Yeah, you just did it all. Okay, forget it. Then we're out of here. Hey, that's going to about do it for us this week. Big thanks, of course, to Amos for joining us. And we will see everybody next week. Like a leak. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions, as well as physical access solutions and augmentative communication aids across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com, or if you're in the Vancouver Lower Mainland, visit our storefront at number 106-828 West 8th Avenue in Vancouver. That's one block off Broadway at Willow. You can reach us by phone toll-free at 1-844-795-8324 or by email at sales at canastech.com.